Welcome, friend, to Godly Voice Notes, a podcast which explores how we can live holy lives as ordinary people called to live extraordinarily in Christ Jesus. May this be a sacred space of informal and rich conversation in which we fearlessly address gritty issues with sincerity, fun and practical application. I hope that together we grow, question and pray on this journey deeper into our God-given faith and that through it we are equipped to become more God-fearing, spirit-hungry and biblically grounded. In preparation for meeting with my next guest to speak on the topic of healing, uh, which I am so excited about, I've just sat down and taken some time to dwell over this topic and is it interesting. (laughs) I feel like to understand what healing is, we need to understand why the need for it exists and that is to look at the overall story of our lives, the overall story of God and what he's done through Jesus. Whether it is literal or not, the Bible explains that the blueprint of this world and the blueprint of our lives, our bodies, our relationships, our minds, our hearts, our relationship with one another and with God were good and whole and pure and beautiful. And of course, then came the fall, our rejection of God's ways, the decision that we knew what's best. And it was through that fall that we first saw sin enter the world, brokenness enter the world, disease enter the world. And all of these ultimately lead to death. This was what God had warned the people he had created and loved. He was delighted to share all of his creation with them. But for one reason or another, he knew it wasn't wise for them to eat from that tree of life. He had given them life already. Who knows what that tree of life and that tree of knowledge of good and evil, those two trees in the garden. But we were tempted. We heard the voice of the sly serpent. We listened. Only one of us went forward first, but then we persuaded the other and we fell together. And we discovered through our rejection of God that the whole world broke. Creation broke. We look around the world, we hear of awful things, we see awful things in this world. Natural disasters, the earth literally shaking and breaking in earthquakes. Huge waves that destroy habitats and nations in tsunamis. Viral pandemics that wipe out great swathes of people. Creation is broken We look at the climate crisis, global warming, the world heating up, polar caps melting, forests being completely destroyed, species, beautiful species becoming extinct. There is a brokenness in creation and there is also a brokenness in man. No part of us could escape. We're told to love the Lord our God with all our hearts, with all our soul, with all our strength, with all our mind. And each of those parts of us broke in the fall and our hearts have been broken. 
we see this with how we treat one another in relationship, how we gossip, how we uh, say one thing to someone's face and say another behind their back. Our relationships with one another were broken. Our relationship with ourselves were broken. How many people do you know who are insecure? It seems to be particularly prevalent in our generation. And I certainly see it a lot with women. Well, it's a problem for all people. It can all look superficially very good, but often you actually dig a bit deeper under the surface and there can be huge amounts of insecurity, lack of self-worth, lack of self-confidence. And there's brokenness in our relationships with God. And this is a tragedy beyond tragedies. I don't think any of us this side of the fall can know the sort of relationship that Adam and Eve had with God. What would it be like to walk with him in the garden in the cool of the day? To gaze upon him with no fear of death or shame or guilt? They were completely themselves. They were completely naked, completely free before him. We can't do that. We can't expose ourselves fully to him because we are so broken and we are so dirty and the things that we have are damaged and are gruesome to reveal. And yet God in his mercy is willing to wash us and to heal us and to restore us back to our Eden blueprints. We can see how the soul, the spirit got broken in that we have existential crises. We can be tormented in our spirit. Demons can enter into people. We read about that in biblical times. Our relationship with God may be broken. We see how the mind is broken. We see this particularly in things like mental health. This can be as severe as psychosis and people really losing all touch with reality and who they are and what's in front of them. But we can also see brokenness of mind in much more subtle ways, things like how our motivation has been broken. For example, our propensity to laziness. Our strength was affected by the fall. We have so much power that we can draw on from the Lord, but we've turned to our own strength, which is weak. And I'm not just talking physically, but our self-discipline, our determination, our perseverance, all of that has been dulled by the brokenness that entered into the world. Sin and disease entered each of them. And it's evident to see in the body we see disease. No person is free of this. Even if you lived until the grandest old age you could know, at some point the brokenness of your cells will display itself, will manifest. The error is in our genes. If you study genetics, you see that there is error in all genetics. I just want to leave them space and a bit of time to reflect on what I've said so far. So that's what we need healing from. And then if we find out how healing happens, obviously the ultimate healer was Jesus. The the person we see on earth in the person of Jesus 
healed in ways that had never been seen before. The examples in his ministry are astounding. He healed people in all those areas we talked about, body, mind, spirit, heart. In terms of the body, he opened the eyes of the blind. He made those who were lame from birth walk. He made the mute able to talk. He rose people from the dead. I mean, that's the ultimate healing. If death is the endpoint of sin, then resurrection from the dead must be the ultimate healing. And amazing to think that Jesus himself was fully broken, became fully sin, became fully diseased, if you like. And his resurrection points to what he can do for us. He can fully heal us from all brokenness, all sin, all disease, even from death. It's just astounding, absolutely astounding. Other examples of healing in Jesus' ministry and healing is so much broader than just physical healing. If we think of healing as only being to do the physical, we are missing so, so much of the richness of healing. We see healing of the mind. Jesus brought peace and he he talks about the transformation of our mind. How many times does he talk about repenting, rethinking, turning your thinking around? There's a healing in that. It's taking your mind, which is broken and crooked, and putting it on a straight path. Jesus alone can do that. We also see Jesus healing broken souls. There's so many examples where he says that people's sins are forgiven. That is the healing of the soul, the healing of the spirit, because our flesh and our spirit are in are in war with one another. And on this earth, the flesh seems to win again and again and again. And so we follow our earthly desires, which are contrary to God's design for us. And we break our spirits and our souls because we use one another. We abuse one another and ourselves. And so Jesus brings healing to our soul through forgiveness. And he alone can do that. God alone can do that. Only the divine can bring healing to our spirits and our souls. So we see examples of Jesus healing practically, um, physically, tangibly in the words he says and the way that people are transformed we see that healing but that was only in that time of his ministry on the earth and all of those were signs they pointed forward to his ultimate act of eventual healing which was him going to the cross the bible says that by his stripes we are healed we are healed that's all of us we are totally healed because Jesus died and was raised to life once more. He defeated death. He defeated brokenness, sin and disease that have been over this earth since the fall. He broke the curse. Do you see that? It's just staggering. It's just staggering. So when we talk about healing as just being, oh, my ankle hurts and now it feels much better because I prayed over it. We are missing the point. The healing that Jesus offers, the living water that he is, it brings a purification. It not only brings a promise of healing from physical problems but also from every other problem, brokenness of the mind and the spirit, the creation that is so broken, we know that ultimately that is going to be transformed. So after 
Jesus died and rose again. We are now, we believe, in the end times. So yes, by his stripes we're healed, but the healings that we see here on earth still do have a temporary nature. We know that we are going to one day be fully healed, but we also know that we will all leave this earth. It will be a physical death and that it is an eternal life that we are saved for. So in these end times now, what does healing look like? How, how, do, we, how do we find healing? Well, the, the wisdom literature in the Bible, Proverbs, talks about how we can engage in healing. And it can be through the most simple of things, through words. So Proverbs 16, 24 says that kind or gracious or pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Your words can transform people's lives. Remember that old sticks and stones will break my nose or words will never hurt me? We should be singing that words can always heal you. That's what we need to be. That's what we need to be learning and singing over ourselves. Our words can heal people. Someone says something to you that reveals the brokenness of their heart. Speak a kind, honeycomb kind of word over them and heal that wound in their hearts. Another thing we can do, Proverbs 15 says, a cheerful look brings joy to the heart and goodness gives strength to the bones. Literally by looking at someone cheerfully. Well, the way I interpret that is smile. Your smile can bring someone healing. It can bring strength to their frail bones. Isn't that awesome? What a gift God has given us in our cheerful look and our words. And it's not just our words that bring healing. It's God's words. God's words bring healing to each of us. And we can speak the very words of God to people. Sometimes you can do a kind of um, gorilla healing where someone you're speaking to may know nothing about the Bible and you can lift a concept or even the direct language from the Bible and use it in their context and you'll be astounded to see how often it brings comfort and healing and joy to their situation. The number of times I've had people say that, you know, they've wanted, they've, they've expressed it in different ways, but often it comes across as they say something like, that's really wise or where did you get that from? Well, that's so true. And I feel like saying, if you only knew, this is just, I'm just, I'm just telling you the Bible here. And sometimes I do say that and um, yeah, <laughs> it goes down variably. So how, how do we become healthy? How do we, how do we live a life of health rather than a life of brokenness when we have accepted um, Jesus as saviour? Well, right living living the right way, following God's holy law, not by the letter of the law, but in the spirit of the law, brings us health. You know, it says in scripture that if you honour the commandments, if you honour your father and mother, thou mayest live long. Following God's ways brings long life. It brings health. And we can learn from one another. So there are many people who are very gifted in the area of healing. There have been lots of Christian books written about healing. A few of those that I've read um, include um, Chasing the Dragon by Jackie Pullinger, who worked out in Hong Kong and saw some incredible healings from addiction uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit. A book that I've just started um, is by a lady called Heidi Baker, who has seen a lot of healing in her ministries. Um, 
I have also recently and in the middle of a book uh, by Brother Jung, uh, which is called The Heavenly Man. And there's, there's some examples of healing in there. And um, yeah, there's there's lots of books out there and there's lots of theological books about healing. Um, there's loads of examples in the Bible of healing. And we we need to be getting stuck into these things. Healing is a really difficult and complex topic. Sometimes we think, wait, if I believe that God can heal, why aren't I seeing healing? Why aren't I seeing healing in my friends that I'm praying for, my family that I'm praying for, when I pray for myself? Some of us have been hurt by not seeing healing and it makes us afraid. But let's not have a spirit of fear. Let's have a spirit of courage. Let's have a spirit of excitement to learn more and to experiment. Sometimes you can you can pray for people and you don't see healing, but you don't know what the Lord is doing with your prayer. Jesus said, very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me, he will do the works that I have been doing and they will do even greater things. We've been promised by Jesus that we can be doing greater things than him. Greater than healing the lame and the blind and the mute and the dead. What? (laughs) Actually, what? Let's learn about this. I want to learn about this. That is incredible. And it's not something I'm necessarily seeing. And I want to know why. What is stopping us from being released into that ministry, released into that power? Jesus said at the end of that passage I just read, ask me for anything in my name. He's given us permission to ask. We need to start praying. We need to get on our knees. I believe that each healing is a victory over sin and death and darkness. It shows whose side we're on. It shows that we're on Jesus' side and we are waiting in these end times, the now but not yet, waiting for the time when true healing comes. Jesus told us we can live life to the full. That's why he came. So let's look forward. What was Jesus ultimately pointing to? His return. Says in Revelation 21, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. How incredible. This order of things, that there is sin and brokenness and disease which leads to death, that is being rewritten. It is going to be reset. There is going to be a restored order back to the way things were supposed to be, back to the good old days of Eden. And I'm so excited to learn more as I get into conversation with a really dear friend who I've been really inspired by her experiences and her confidence and expectation. I really hope that together we can draw out some really salient points that we can all learn more about healing together. But I hope that's been helpful kind of going through that journey from how things were in Eden to the brokenness of this world that Jesus came to heal. And there is a temporary healing now that we are part of. Jesus wants us to ask in his name and bring his healing here on earth now. But ultimately, we're looking forward to when he returns and there will be no need for further healing for all things will be restored back to how they were designed in Eden. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me for this podcast today. I pray you've been inspired, encouraged and challenged. If so, please subscribe to the podcast and tune in next week for a brand new episode. 
Also, if you know anyone else who you think would find it useful, then please share this with friends, families and your church groups. Feel free to contact us with any topic ideas or if you feel inspired to come on as a guest. Most importantly, go out this week and shine like stars for the Lord. Thank you.